0: Hey everyone, the podcast will be up and running very shortly. Uh, Just before we get stuck into it all today, we're just going to give a quick shout out as ever to Freelance Football Ops. They support the podcast really well. They're a top group um, who source paid football media rules. And you can find them on Twitter or LinkedIn if you're looking for a job in the industry right now.
1: Hello, welcome back to the uh, Sports Countdown Podcast. And as always, I'm joined by Peter Lynch and I am your co-host, Ryan Murray. Um, Pete, big news. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thomas Tuchel is gone straight after the transfer window when he's came and spent a lot of money, um, you know, and he, he really brought down some people in for the future yeah. and let go of some stars for the future. So tell me what your initial thoughts
0: yeah, absolutely shocked to be honest. I'm pretty sure everyone's in the same boat. I mean, I just I think I just clicked on Twitter randomly today and I just saw his picture and then he Chelsea announced he was gone. Um I mean, really surprising in that regard, but really unsurprising to be honest when it comes to Chelsea, because I mean I think everybody in football knows what they're like when it comes to managers. Um, you know, if you're not doing well for a couple of games these days, it seems as though uh you're deemed not good enough. Uh, which is just absolutely insane, especially given, you know, how well Tuchel has done uh, over since he's been there, you know, the the number of trophies he's won. We'll get into that in a bit, I'm sure. But I mean, in my opinion, they must have somebody lined up. I read a few reports that they didn't have someone immediately lined up, but to, to sack a manager like Tuchel and to not have somebody lined up to come in immediately is, it would be crazy for me. So yeah, it's, Really, really shocking, and and I feel bad for him to be honest, because I think he was doing an all right job. Obviously, they lost in the Champions League there recently, but under I think they're sixth in the Premier League. But I mean, come on, it's early days yet, surely.
1: Yeah, and especially in a season which has been so um tum- uh, tumultuous for uh many, many many yeah. um uh, clubs. You know, it's it's not as cut and dry. We've seen local have a poor start. We've seen United have a poor start, and then. Bounce backs, right? Mm-hmm. We've also seen, you know, Man City, uh, despite Haaland's dominance, um, drawing, you know, at the weekend against what looked like a, a struggling side in Aston Villa. So it, it it's very interesting for them to do it. But then you, you mentioned the right question there in the sense that this is this classic Chelsea. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter if it's the Bram of or, or not. It's things aren't going their way. It seems as if they're throwing the toys out the pram and then looking for the. Uh, you know the next best thing to 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 take over, but yeah. you know it's surprising, you know, because Scott Parker won the uh, the the great award of being sacked first. Mm-hmm. But you know we're talking eight nine days later, it's Thomas Tuchel, cool. yeah, um, and there's different levels of being surprised and and not, and with what Tuchel's done in the transfer market, Pete, um, you know that there's going to be a tough job for whoever's coming in.
0: Yeah, I mean i think they spent something like 250 million on new players um Koulibaly came in at the back Fofana Cucurella i mean obviously talented players whether whether or not they've hit the ground running immediately you know remains to be seen but you know i think they're obviously going to be good in the future for chelsea um sterling started really well scored a couple of goals um and they brought in, I mean, Zakaria as well from Juventus. Actually, I thought that was a joke when I saw that announced. I just couldn't believe they signed another midfielder, uh, given the fact that they have, you know, uh, Conor Gallagher in there. He just, you know, is a top player. They still got Loftus-Cheek. They've got Jorginho, Kovacic, Mount. Um, and then we'll talk about that man later himself, but Billy Gilmore, um, strange situation for him now. But, I mean, he was at the club as well, but they keep on signing players. um. Yeah, made of my Chelsea fan talking with him as well, who, who wanted Broja to play more football up top. And I just knew there was no chance that he was going to get a game ahead of somebody who they could sign. And lo and behold, they brought in Aubameyang last minute. Um, linking up with Tukil again, and that lasted for a couple of days. And he didn't have a great, you know, he obviously nursing an injury um to his face, but he didn't have a great game there against Zagreb in the Champions League. But I mean I was just gonna say, I think it reminds me a bit of of Lampard when he was in charge. You know those youngsters, Chelsea couldn't sign anyone, if you remember, um, under Lampard yeah. at the beginning, and they had the likes of Mount, uh, Tamori, Tammy Abraham, you know, all young guys from the from the youth club almost, and they were all playing super well, really good football. And then as soon as Chelsea were allowed to sign players, you know, he Lampard did it, signed a lot of players, spent a lot of money, and and look what happened to him. Um, Obviously, it's a bit different for, for Turco, but he still spent. I mean, 250 million is a crazy amount of money to spend on new new players whenever you have an already talented squad. So, as you say, you know, new ownership, but it still feels like the Abramovich model
1: is is very much still there. Yeah, indeed. And I think it's also important to mention, as much as we talk about the those coming in, the departures as well has been, you know, mm-hmm quite a change you know especially in defense you've seen marcus alonso leave to barcelona as well as uh uh, andreas christensen Mm -hmm. um but then of course uh rudiger has gone to real madrid and we're talking about you know we're talking about barcelona and real madrid here and as much as barcelona have been a bit uh iffy in recent times with their transfers you know that's a good caliber of players going to change a system to fit it more in line with what Tuka wanted mm-hmm. uh, especially you know um, with Fofana coming in so you know we, we've lost their players who have played for Chelsea for three four years if not longer yeah. and have, have done well and won stuff uh, you know you could argue are, are winners and they've came in and they've brought in a lot of players who I think are are great but apart from Raheem Sterling you can't really call them uh, winners. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Aubameyang, Dortmund, Arsenal has done things, but, you know, it hasn't gone the full way. Cucurella, again, obviously he was at uh, Barcelona before Brighton, but this has been Mm -hmm. his breakthrough. Fafana at Leicester, um, you know, not a serial winner. And it it seems like a shame almost because they've got rid of some the foundation blocks here to fit a system. That yeah. Tuchel, which I think we know that Tuchel probably could have worked on and made some yeah. of it because he gets the finals. It's just what he it's what he does. Mm-hmm. Um, and and now some managers can have to come in and fit the the system with the players that they've spent a lot of money for. I mean, I think there's free transfers that are all over fifty million. Uh, yeah, there. so it it's it's going to be a tough ask.
0: For sure, definitely. I mean, and obviously they still have a talented squad there, but. You know, you just mentioned took all the finals. Um, just reading up, he's reached five finals in less than two seasons, won three trophies, uh, won the Champions League, obviously, you know, within a couple of months of being in charge. Um, and then like is and you know, they look a lot of win percentages as managers. I don't think his was the best. Um, but it's you know it's not difficult given how many managers Chelsea have had. Um, but importantly, he won the Champions League, you know. Um, so he had a hundred games in charge. Uh, sixty wins, twenty four draws, sixteen losses. Um, and scored one hundred and sixty eight goals and conceded seventy seven. And you know, a lot of those were kind of in recent times. And I think that's you know maybe why the board have kind of made this decision. But still, three trophies. Is, you know, it's not to be sniffed at. And yeah, it just seems like a crazy decision. But as you say, it's it's going to be a really challenging job I think for whoever comes in there given the ownership because I mean who wants to go into a job that they know after a short period if they're not doing well then, then they're straight out the door you know it makes not much sense at all really but I think there are some names that are linked and there looks to be one man who could get the job and we'll talk about that in a minute Um, but yeah I think it's also an exciting one because of the players that they've got there I mean you just mm-hmm. look at that squad I think I think it's one of the best in England, definitely, if not in Europe. You know, I don't say that lightly. Um, you know, the defence, the names we mentioned, Kukurela, Fafana, Koulibaly. Add to that, Thiago Silva, Azpilicueta, Rhys James, Ben Chilwell. Um, mm-hmm. Midfield, Kante, Jorginho, Mount, Kovacic, Loftus-Cheek, Gallagher, Zakaria. And up top, you know, going forwards, Raheem Sterling, Kai Havertz, Roja, Ziyech, Pulisic and Obamayang, which is just I mean, ridiculous at the end of the day compared to other clubs. You know, I think most of those players in that in that list, if not all of them, get, get into the starting eleven of I mean the majority of Premier League teams. So mm. it's yeah, it's an interesting one, but it's still still I'm still in shock to be honest.
1: Yeah, indeed, Pete. Um, you know, we mentioned that there is one person who is a uh, favorite. Mm-hmm. this uh this job and they're favored by quite a bit at the yeah. moment and it's probably a name i don't think chelsea fans will want to hear um there's potential in it but for a team like chelsea you're looking at the managers who are serial winners as i said yeah. uh, to match their team but graham potter yeah you know yeah. Uh, i've seen on some websites that he's already one to four to be Uh, the the favourites come in and that is uh, a long distance ahead of some of the others being mentioned. So tell me your initial thoughts on that.
0: Yeah, I mean, initial, initial thoughts are don't go, I really, I like him and I don't want him to go to Chelsea because, I mean, obviously, I think Brighton, I've read that they've given him permission to go and do it and I'm happy for him in that regard. You know, at the end of the day, I think if he does go there and he does well, you know, yeah, happy days. If he doesn't do well, at least he's, you know he's given it a go. He's he's managed a, a club. He'll be in the Champions League. and um, it's a chance for him to test himself. Um, but like you say, you know, are Chelsea looking for a manager like that? Uh, you know his stats as well: 135 matches with Brighton, 42 wins. So like I, as you say, Chelsea fans, I don't think that's a stat they'll want to hear. To be honest, you know, and all or no disrespect to Brighton, but. Um, I just don't know if that's the kind of manager. You know, he's got a thirty one point one percent win rate, which is I think half of what Tuchel has at Chelsea. So, you know, it would be yeah. interesting, yeah, to see what he does with that Chelsea team. Um, it would be very interesting, but um, and to give him a bit of credit, I was reading the managers he actually has already beaten. So he's beaten Klopp, Guardiola, Mourinho, Wenger, Benitez, and Ten Hag. So he's got a good CV, but. You know, coming into that Chelsea setup is, I think, poor opposite to what he has at Brighton at the minute. So,
1: not sure how yeah. to put it. I have to say, it, it seems like a proper rags-to-riches story if he does <laughs> go there. Yeah. You know, he had a footballing career, which was, you know, it was good, but it was never anything uh, incredible. I think Southampton is probably the biggest team, or uh, Birmingham. But then you talk about his managerial career. He started off at Ostersund in uh, yeah. Sweden. You know, About he had to go, I think maybe a long time there, maybe like yeah. seven or eight years in Sweden. And then, you know, he got the uh, Swansea City long job, thing. I think yeah. after, maybe after Gary Monk. Uh, I could be wrong with that I guess. Mm-hmm. And then, you so know, he's worked his way up, you know, this is a manager, you know, who wasn't, you know, uh, you know, some of the other names being mentioned there, like Zidane, you know, who got the job because he's Zidane. This is a yeah. manager who's had to prove himself on each step to get there, which mm-hmm. makes you think he could take the next step. And then also, you have to ask the question, is he being a favourite and could he get hired because of the season Brighton are having this moment yeah. this season? They've been incredible this season. Uh, Pascal Gross and Leandro Trossard have been exceptional. Mm-hmm. Um, it's It's been, you know, they look like the team outside the usual suspects to try and push, uh, push into the top five, top six, considering yeah. how to start the season. But we're saying it's already just the start of the season, so... We don't know but you know with that with that being said you know got to think about brighton on this hand on the yeah. other hand yeah. yeah. they've made some signings uh one specifically from chelsea yeah uh, billy gilmore that was pretty much a week ago they bought him for 10 million yeah what do you think's going on there what do you think's going on in billy gilmore's mind Ah, no words
0: for a guy honestly i i love him so much he's such a good player i mean his accolades already for. I know it's not trophies, but I mean man of the match awards. Mm. I mean, I think it's all his competition debuts, you know, Premier League, Champions League. I remember him playing against Liverpool. You know, he dominated midfield for such a young player. Um mm. and then didn't get a look in at Chelsea. You know, it's just the Chelsea way. I think he didn't get a shirt number handed to him this season. Um and then at the end of the end of the transfer window, he ended up moving to Brighton, you know. Going to work, at probably Potter played a huge role in that. Um, for both ways, you know, Potter wanted Gilmore, and Gilmore wanted Potter. You know, um, he's going to get some game time there, despite what happened to him at Norwich. I think that was just a bad situation all around. He didn't even get much game time at Norwich, and they ended up getting relegated. Uh, when he was on loan there last season, um, so yeah, I feel bad for him because I think it could have been a good opportunity at Brighton. But you know, hopefully Potter does stay there, but. To be honest, I think you could see Gilmore going back to Chelsea I'm not I'm not even joking you know in a year or two time and being a starter for for Potter at Chelsea, which is just crazy, but yeah, I think I just feel bad for him because it was finally his chance he finally got out of Chelsea, you know we've seen Tammy Abraham do that here in Roma, you know he struggled for game time at Chelsea and look at him now he's an absolute king in Stadio will they love him here, Gallagher as well went to went the Palace, and he was, you know, their player, one of the best players in the league.
1: Yeah, but yeah,
0: it is what it is. Sadly,
1: it's yeah, it's especially tough, I think, for Gilmore. Uh, as you're saying, he had a torrid time at Norwich, but you know, throughout all that, we saw him, you know, still perform on the on the national scale for yeah. Scotland. And it's a very tough task to constantly perform for a team like Scotland, which are so up and down, mm-hmm. uh, and to you know to show the quality. He shows so the fact that this was his opportunity, and you know, the next Brighton manager, or if Graham of course, if he does leave, which uh, is yeah. very looking very likely mm-hmm. that he might have the same situation as Norwich. And considering he's so young, this is going to be you know a very uh, detrimental thing for his career for sure. Um, so you know, we hope you know, plus you know, some of the other players that came in, I think Levi Colwell as well came in, uh, mm-hmm. from Chelsea. Yeah, uh, obviously on loan, mm-hmm. but at the same time we're yeah. coming in with a promise. Um, he might be looking quite uh, excited now by the fact that if he performs well at Chelsea, he could break into that uh, that, that first team, which mm-hmm. has been a career changer for so many Chelsea players, uh, yeah. and something that's really tough for others like Gilmore and Gallagher to uh, to do. Mm-hmm. So, Pete, look. I've got to ask you this, right? There's some crazy names kicking about here, okay mm-hmm. to be manager. Um, some of them, of course, are not, not to be believed. Some of them are to be believed, but are rather shocking. Yeah. Um I need to ask, you know, who who is your wild card for becoming the Chelsea manager? This is just out there. Doesn't matter if you annoy people, but doesn't matter if you make people very happy. Who's your wild card? Who is the person you would want to be? There, but might not be the right person for the job. Ah, that's such a difficult question.
0: Um, yeah, there's a few names on my mind. An absolute wild, wild, wild card. If you want one, it's Ange Postacoglu from Celtic. <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously he's done some amazing stuff at Celtic. They're looking really exciting. Um, they played Madrid. You know, in the Champions League, it was. A huge game for them and you know they almost stepped up to the plate. They had a, a really a lot of good chances to score early on. Uh McGregor smashed the post. Mm-hmm. Abada had a few as well. But then obviously Real Madrid outclassed them. Uh but yeah, Began just doing well. But maybe to answer your question more truthfully would probably be Diego Simeone, uh coming in from Atletico Madrid. Mm-hmm. Um I think it's sort of a match made in heaven, to be honest, to to like minded uh a like-minded club and a like-minded manager. Yeah, they both get a lot of hatred on the international scale. Simeone, you know, very enigmatic a bit, like Tuchel, you know, can get rustled up pretty easily. Um, Yeah, Um, as I've said it before, I'm not the biggest fan of Chelsea Football Club in general. And again, I'm not the biggest fan of Diego Simeone, to be honest, I'm not sure many people are. Just because if, you've, if you know, your team has come up against Atletico Madrid, say in a Champions League knockout game or something, you know exactly what. Type of a boss in me when he likes to play you know yeah. score that early goal and then absolutely fight to get that victory, so I think Chelsea could maybe do with someone like that, so that could be an interesting one to follow, but yeah, I can't see that one happening um but yeah, I think I have to ask you the same question to be honest, let's
1: <laughs> hear it well, for a wild card, I think there's only one person really uh big JT, big John Terry. <laughs> um, you know, he's been floating around for a bit, learning his trade. No way. Uh, <laughs> have but, um, you know, I think, I think that, that would be a wild card. Uh, and I think you probably find someone who would love to get angry and get uh, up for it more than uh, Diego Simeone it would probably be John Terry. Yeah. have yeah, seen him on the, on the uh, acting as the, uh, the assistant for the teams he's been at. Mm-hmm. He, uh, you know he's not shy of telling uh, officials and his players as well as the opposition players what he thinks. Yeah. Um Pretty much like his playing career, really. <laughs> so yeah, I'd probably go with that. But I think uh, honorable mention. Me and Pete were talking about this a little bit before. Emma Hayes as well, the Chelsea uh, <laughs> women's manager. She's not doing too bad of a job. Uh, but an interesting one. But you know, I think that <laughs> think it would certainly be interesting, but uh, yeah, yeah. not very likely.
0: No, not at all. Um
1: not at
0: all, but yeah, well, and I think I think, like JT, I think they need to avoid you know what happened to Lampard, you know, and even Gerard mm-hmm. at Villa, I think these guys that are used to play and you know especially as fans, you know you and I you love to see them play, and then you get to see them go in, into management and ruin their careers um it happened to Shearer, remember at Newcastle, didn't last very long, not all his fault, but I mean, and then Jr. at Villa is just. Kind of struggling. I know they got that result at City. Um, but Lampard again almost got relegated with Everton. Yeah, didn't didn't do well at Chelsea. So I think avoiding players is key for the time being. Next players. So
1: yeah, we'll see what happens. Well then, Pete. Look, I need to ask you more seriously now. Obviously, this is the Sports Countdown podcast, so we need a countdown. Mm-hmm. And I think the most obvious one to say is top three. Who do you want to see? If you actually like Chelsea, let's put that in that world that you want Chelsea to prosper. You want to see him do well. Top three managers, who are you take in from three to number one?
0: Yeah, again, it's a good question because as I said before, it's I don't know why they sacked Tuggle. You know because mm-hmm. I don't, I really don't see who's out there um, that is going to do a better job than what he did. To be fully honest with you, um, but number three, I mean. It's not going to go down well, but I'll probably have to say we, Brendan Rodgers. Um, Oof. just I know he's not having a good time at Leicester at the minute. Um, but you know he's obviously a top manager. He showed that at Liverpool with that with that side that he had. You know, Suarez, Sturridge, Sterling, Gerrard. Um, so obviously with talented players and with the right backing, which is something that he didn't have at Leicester.
1: Um, that might be an interesting one. I mean, look, to put that in perspective for the people who are listening here, Leicester are currently rock bottom of the Premiership, six games played, one point, so one draw, five yeah. losses, minus eight goal difference. Thanks for that. Okay. Appreciate the closest it. teams are West Ham and Nottingham Forest on four points, mm-hmm. or at least one win. The only other team not to win this season, Everton. Who have drawn four, right? So Pete, I think that's gonna hurt a few people, but I do understand. You know, he had some, he had some great seasons, a uh, great season with Leicester at one at one point, but yeah, you know, his time's coming to an end. So maybe it could be a good, uh, a good trade-off for them.
0: Yeah, a good way out. You know, yeah, you, you know, and then Leicester maybe get tickle and something like that. Managerial merry-go-round in full swing. <laughs> um. So yeah, he'd be number three. Uh, number two. I'd probably go Potter just just because you know he's an exciting young manager. I don't want to see him go, but that's that's I think Chelsea fans. I know you, you don't fully agree with it, but I think Chelsea fans should, would be happy enough with that appointment. Um, given the managers out there, you know their options, their lack of options, I should say. Um, but yeah, I think it would just be difficult for him. I don't think it's the right option, but. I mean, that's probably going to happen, you know, in, in the latest news, that's the headlines that he's been granted talks with them. Mm-hmm. So if he signs a few exciting Brighton players, you know, uh, Casado in the midfield, they've helped produce, you know, a couple of really exciting players over the years. You know, Cucurella has gone to Chelsea. Uh, Basuma has gone to Spurs. Um, your big man, Dan Byrne, spent a couple of years at Brighton. Now he's at Newcastle. Wigan Athletic made him not, there uh, you go.
1: <laughs> not Brighton, mate. Not
0: Brighton. Well, he did well when he was at Brighton. Um another Ben White is another one. So yeah. I think they've got a good track record of you know helping uh progress players. So I think that would be something that the Chelsea ownership are probably looking at. Um but again it's just a completely different scenario. But yeah, he would be one that that could probably if given time. I think it maybe could work out, but you never know how much time he's going to get given. So moving on to number one, then it would probably have to be Zidane, to be honest. Zidane. Yeah. Hey. I'm, I'm I'm going down the line of he's worked with, you know, a lot of big name players and a lot of big egos. And that seems to be, if you read, if you read into the, the rumors and the headlines lately in football, that seems to be a big part of it these days. Um, You know, one report claimed that there was certain Chelsea players that basically got two sacked. You know, they said they weren't happy with him. They said they wasn't communicating enough anymore. Won't name any names. But um, I think Zidane has dealt with that in the past. And, you know, he's obviously won. I mean, he won so many trophies with Madrid, with a star-studded 11 star-studded squad. And that's what Chelsea have at the minute. It's just about getting the best out of them. Um, he won three Champions Leagues in a row, if I'm not wrong. So and and I think that's kinda what Chelsea want. They want a the big name manager, like you said, not a potter, but someone yeah, who's mm-hmm. at least got a huge reputation in football as a manager, and that's what Zidane has. So he would have to be my number one. But I'm still sticking with Tuchel. I'd like to see him get back in there as soon as possible. I don't think he should have been sacked
1: there's been weirder things happening in football, Pete. Um, but, you know, I think Zidane is probably the name that fits Chelsea. But I think it's important to remember. There's only one team he's ever... Ma- well, two teams, if you include the, the Real Madrid B team, that he's ever managed. Um, yeah. And he had Real Madrid. So, I mean, you you, you end up having the question, who, how hard is it to be a Real Madrid manager? Mm. I would say... Extremely hard because yeah. if you don't win it all, you're you're gone. Which which pretty much happened to Zidane. So you know that'd be a crazy name for the Premier League. And what a season it's been for these crazy names coming in. Mm-hmm. You know, Harlem coming in finally as well. For example, you know we started to see the best the best league in the world officially by name. Yeah. Um, and so hopefully hopefully it continues with Zidane coming in. I'll I'll take you up on that, Zidane. Zidane to come in and yeah,
0: I mean. By like you said it's it's a crazy campaign, and anything can happen, and it's exciting to watch obviously, but I think that just narrows in on Chelsea even further, you literally never know what is gonna happen with them like I couldn't believe that news after a loss um whether it was based on that loss or based on you know previous results. I know they got a bit of a heavy one at Leeds a couple of weeks ago um They were lucky against West Ham, but like you said, Liverpool and City haven't been a hundred percent so I think you just need to give them time and then for all those players to gel as well. But yeah, it's it's gonna be an interesting one. But I mean, as as we're speaking at the minute, it looks like Potter is gonna be the man brought in. So if that does happen, we wish him all the best. And well, maybe not. We wish him all the best, but maybe not Chelsea.
1: Um, and that's wish- a that's a big disclaimer right there. Anyone listening has just listened to us talk for 30 minutes about Graham Potter possibly coming in and he's already there. Take that as we're mind readers, Yeah, it's all good.
0: Yeah, yeah, and Billy Gilmore also, shout out to him. We want him to do well wherever he goes.
1: Yes, of course. Well, Pete, look, it's been a pleasure, mate, having you on for this. Um, Never good to hear about managers getting sacked, uh, especially ones you don't expect, but uh, always exciting with the names that come up and pop up around it, and I'm sure relatively soon we're going to find ourselves with a great new manager at Chelsea for them to fire when he doesn't win. the
0: <laughs> Spot on. Absolutely. No, it was a pleasure. Even it was talking about Chelsea, but has to be done uh, whenever it's a big, name is Tuchel, but cheers for that. Thanks for all the insight as always. And uh, also for everyone listening, uh, we really appreciate it. And um, we've all, we actually got a poll at the minute going on our Twitter um, about who Chelsea should bring in. And, um, if I can just find it, it's Potter's actually leading the way at the minute with forty six percent. Um followed by Zidane, thirty-eight percent. Um and then Pochettino and Brendan Rogers both have eight percent and that is based on the that was based on the bookies top four favorites to be the next manager. So don't forget that us for, for mentioning Brendan Rogers. Well, you can get at me because I did mention him, but I just want to see him do well. So
1: yeah, Good
0: yeah, yeah. Thanks so much, Ryan. Thanks, everyone. Uh, We'll be back soon with another episode. Cheers. Thank you. Bye-bye.